Hello everyone. We're going to look at what 2021 may hold for us and what we can look forward to this coming year. It's been a very different sort of year, hasn't it? And it's very difficult to look to the future beyond this COVID pandemic. Many of us will be thinking to ourselves now that the new vaccine again has been announced. When will I get the vaccine? When will I see my family again? Will I, when will we meet up with our grandchildren? Well, when can friends and family come to our homes? It's been a really difficult and stressful year. I want really to draw your attention to some statistics that the Office of National Statistics has recently published. You know, that's the organization that does the surveys for how common COVID is and counts the deaths and reports the deaths from COVID, the Office of National Statistics. And they also do surveys of how people are feeling and what they has recently published is how mental health has been severely affected by the COVID pandemic. The figure is that one in five of us reports depression over this pandemic, one in five. And one in eight, that's moderate or severe depression. The people who are most affected, young adults, women are more likely to report that, the disabled, and those with financial problems. None of this is really that surprising. And it presents a stress and anxiety and it affects people's personal relationships. And so COVID has taken a toll, not just on the physical health, and, and sadly so many have, uh, have succumbed to it, but on the mental health of so many people. What I also found alarming really was that it's not just COVID because before COVID, there was a huge amount of mental stress and unhappiness. So many people are burdened and bowed down. About one in 10 people in Wales are being treated for antidepressant. Uh, so it's, it's, a, it's a very sad situation, isn't it? In this world, which is so full of material possessions and so full of opportunities so it seems so many people find it is a, a deeply sad experience and what can we do what can we say that might encourage us to look forward hopefully into 2021 what could 2021 hold for us so what I want to do is to go to the teaching of the Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 5 and this is the beginning of the teaching of the Lord Jesus in the Matthew's Gospel, Matthew chapter 5. If you want to follow it with me, that would be good. But I'll also uh, put up the passage on the screen here. These are called the Beatitudes. And it says, Jesus opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. 
Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Now these Beatitudes are remarkable. The, the word blessed, everyone uh, who writes about this realizes that it means, oh, the happiness, oh, the happiness. How blessed are these sorts of people? And this falls into two sets. Firstly, the first four Beatitudes, verses three, four, five, and six, describe the sort of people, the sort of characters that Jesus is talking to who are listening to his teaching, who've come up into the mountain, who are sitting at his feet, and they want to learn more about what Jesus is saying, what Jesus has to offer. And what you notice is something quite remarkable, that, that these aren't, you know, the celebrities. These aren't important people. These aren't uh, the good and the the greater, as, as the phrase goes. These are people who are poor in spirit. These are people who are sad. They're mourning. These are people who are lacking in resources, you know, emotional resources. These are people who are meek. They haven't got great aspirations and ambitions, but they are hungry and thirsty for something more, for something better. These are the people who, if we did a survey on the Sermon on the Mount to the audience there, may well say that they feel depressed, that they're anxious, that they don't know what the future holds, that they haven't got the resources, they haven't got the ability to, to change their circumstances. But it's these very people that the Lord Jesus Christ says are blessed because theirs is the kingdom of heaven and they will be comforted and they will inherit the earth and their hunger and thirst for righteousness will be satisfied. Let's take the first of these, blessed are the poor in spirit and ask what that actually means and what is this kingdom of heaven that they are being promised by the Lord Jesus Christ. I think it's helpful to realize that this, uh, this phrase, poor in spirit, is actually a quotation from the Old Testament. The Lord is taking us back to the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 66. And there we read that, Thus saith the Lord, heaven is my throne, earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you will build me? And where is the place of my rest? For all those things my hand has made, and all those things exist, says the Lord. But on this one will I look, on him who is poor and of contrite spirit, and who trembles at my word. You see there, the poor in spirit, the poor and contrite. Now, what, what is this about? Well, it's a challenging, a challenging prophecy of, of Isaiah, because if you ask many people, you know, where can God be found? Or where do you think Christians think God can be found? Well, they probably say, well, in church, you've got to go to church. Bigger church, the better. The more grand the church, the bigger the cathedral, the more likely you are 
to find God. And Isaiah says that's complete misunderstanding. Now, there was a great building, uh, a religious building in Jerusalem, even in the times of Jesus, the great temple in Jerusalem. And the religious leaders of the day were very, very proud of this building. They thought this temple was the greatest building that had ever been built. This was, this was it, you know. And Isaiah says, no, it's not. God is wanting to meet with those who tremble at his word. People who come to the scriptures, people who are humble enough to say, well, look, I need to learn. I need to come to the source of Jesus' teaching. I need to realize what Jesus wants me to learn and wants me to understand. And, and, you know, it is the case that if we are important, you know, if we are grand, we may not have the humility. If we are full of self-confidence, if we know the right things, then we, we will not need to turn to God in humility and to tremble at his word. It's the poor in spirit. It's those who don't feel confident. Those who, who haven't got the answer in themselves. Those who feel where, where can I turn? Ah, I'll turn to God. I'll tremble at his word. I'll listen to his word. And that, that, that's the spirit that we need, you know. Isaiah is saying, look, don't, you don't have to listen to religious leaders, the, the powerful, those who, who are sure they know the answer. Come to me. Come to my word. Tremble at my word. And that's what the Lord Jesus Christ said. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Those of you who've, who've felt the need in themselves. Now, this is the kingdom of heaven. What does that mean? Does that mean that people go to heaven when they die? Is that what Jesus is offering? Well, that can't be the case because the Bible teaches that the dead know not anything. And that the dead, if they're going to be raised from the dead at the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, are sleeping in the grave. The kingdom of heaven is a phrase that really is taken from Daniel chapter 2, verse 44, which says the God of heaven will set up a kingdom and it's going to be on this earth. It's the kingdom of the God of heaven, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. It's the one kingdom that Jesus will set up and that it will be on earth is clear from that verse five there. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Let's just look at that one. You see, it would be ironic, wouldn't it? Well, it'd be ridiculous to think that the meek inherit the earth and the poor in spirit are in heaven. It's only the one kingdom that Jesus is saying that we should seek first. And that's the kingdom in which the meek and the poor in spirit will be able to find the answer to all their problems. We can find the answer to all our problems. And, you know, just like uh, the first of those Beatitudes, this, this third Beatitude, verse 5, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth, comes from an Old Testament scripture. This is Psalm 37. And the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, in his teaching, of course, was, was showing that the, the Old Testament, the Hebrew scriptures, were as much the word of God as the New Testament scriptures. And, and they... They're in complete harmony. Jesus has come in fulfillment of those Old Testament promises. And now he was manifesting the truth 
of what they had said. And Psalm 37 is a, is a beautiful psalm. And verse 9 says, Evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. And verse 11 says, The meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. It's talking to people who are, you know, throughout the ages, downtrodden by, by the, the mighty and the wicked, those who are the ones who suffer in society at the hands of ambitious politicians and, and rulers. And so many people in the world, of course, are suffering from injustices. And the answer is not to protest or to take up arms or struggle against those powers, because we know that only the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ can answer our concerns about where's the world going? How can you know, society change? How can we get righteousness and peace in the earth? But the promise is that the meek, those who are humble, who tremble at God's word, those who are sad because of the terrible situation in the world, will find their answer in that kingdom of heaven. That will be the comfort when it is established upon this earth. So that's what Jesus is talking about. He's talking about the promises that God made to David. He's talking about the Jerusalem, which will be the capital city of the world to come. And he's talking about the time when those who have followed the gospel, those who have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, have been baptized into his name, now are freed of diseases and worries and cares because eternal life is promised to fill this earth with a people who are righteous. So let's look at that next uh, verse six. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Let's, let's look at those. They shall be satisfied. They shall be filled. And this is something which I think we all need to understand. What is it to hunger for righteousness? Well, I think we, we realize, don't we, that we are not righteous. People who are poor in spirit, people who are sad, people who are bowed down with concerns, we know there's something fundamentally wrong. You know, we're not really living the life we ought to live. We're not being as we ought to be. There's something missing. We don't have the strength to do what's right all the time. In fact, in the language of scripture, we are sinners. It's not a popular concept, but it's the truth. And if we are humble, then we will accept that, you know, the problem lies not so much in other people, but with us. We share a, a nature which is unrighteous. And we want to change. We want it to be a bit better we want it to be different we don't want to continue feeling guilty feeling bad feeling awful we hunger to be counted righteous and we know we know there's only one way 
scripture tells us that righteousness is something that comes through faith. If we have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, then God will count us righteous. He will forgive us our sins. He will, it will treat us as his children. He will heal our broken hearts. He will heal our consciences. And we will be counted righteous in his sight. There's not a self-righteousness, you know. It's not a righteousness that says, look at me, look how good I am. It's a righteousness which says that God is merciful and he will do what he's promised. And he's promised in his love and in his mercy to forgive us our sins and to bring us back to life. If we, if we, if we die, then we fall asleep in Christ because we will be raised again. We will be raised again to the kingdom of God. What a comforting and wonderful thought that is. And, you know, like, um, like those previous passages that I, I put up there, you'll see that Jesus is again drawing on words from Old Testament scripture. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst. Well, Isaiah 55 starts, Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. You have no money, come buy and eat. Hunger and thirst after righteousness. Isaiah says, well, well, come then, it's free. You don't need resources. You don't need, uh, you know, uh, confidence. You don't need to assert yourselves. Come in your humility. Come as best you can. Bring your sadnesses. Bring your anxieties. Come to whom? But verse 3 of Isaiah 55 says, come to me. Come to me. And the Lord Jesus Christ is asking us to come to him. And you'll see that when uh, we look carefully at this passage in Isaiah, do you notice what we've been offered here? The sure mercies of David, the kingdom of God, the kingdom that was promised to David. David was told that his seed would sit upon his throne in Jerusalem. That would be the kingdom. And that's what we're waiting for. And Jesus makes it clear that he's the man that Isaiah is speaking of, who we're to come to. Look, at this: the Gospel of John, chapter 6, verse 35. Jesus says to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me, see that word phrase? He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. That's the wonderful promise for 2021, that if we come to the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, what is start in the beginning, tremble at his word. Let's do a daily Bible reading. Let's grow in understanding and let's come to the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, we've got a wonderful hope in the scriptures for everyone and especially for those who are downcast now. That through the word of God, there is immense comfort. It can change our lives. It gives us a purpose. Jesus Christ is coming back to this earth to set up the kingdom of God and we can be part of it. God is willing to forgive us our sins. We can walk now in confidence toward the kingdom. This hope gives us energy. It strengthens our emotional ability to cope with life day by day. Jesus says 
Now, when you pray, pray to God for your daily bread. He, he will be with us day by day. But the Lord's Prayer, of course, begins and ends with the kingdom. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. And it is such a comforting thing. So many sadnesses in our lives, aren't there? Uh, and many people just don't feel there's anything to look forward to. And yet the kingdom of God is what Jesus says. I want you to look forward to seek first the kingdom of God. Uh, and God will take care of all your other worries. The scriptures say that the lonely will be put in families because in, in the, the fellowship of the Lord Jesus Christ, we have a spiritual family. And God has said that he will never leave us or forsake us. And as we hunger for righteousness, Jesus says we will be filled. And that's a word that I think so often comes up in thinking about our society, isn't it? Fulfillment. We're looking for fulfillment or contentment. We're looking to be at ease with our lives that there's some meaning to, to what's going on, that, that we have some meaning, that we have some self-worth. And the scriptures tell us, you know, that we are important to God. If we are poor in spirit and humble and meek, we are valuable to God. He loves us. We can be useful to him. We can be of service to the Lord. We can do something for him. We can share the good news. We can uh, 